This podcast was prepared by Ashley and Martell in their personal capacity. The opinions expressed in this show are the host's own and do not reflect the views of any of their personal affiliations. We here. We are back, y'all. We've been coming at y'all so heavy with these episodes for this 2021 Pennsylvania primary coming up on May 18th. Uh-huh. It is your girl, Ashley. And it's your guy, Pierre Defecto. And we in here, Black Political Millennials, baby. <laughs> yes, episode 28. And we are super excited about this episode because, of course, mm-hmm. we have another special guest. Yep. Uh, one of our candidates that we are personally endorsing um, yep. for this upcoming election. We have Delancey Walton here. She is running for... Pittsburgh Public School District nine. 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 <laughs> District nine. Y'all, nine. it's the West Side over there. And you know, like, as an East Sider, I'll be having to make sure I keep it straight. You know how Pittsburgh <laughs> is with these bridges and the tunnels. So, yes, we've got Delancey here. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, sis. Um, so we just going to get right into it. So tell the people about who you are, you know, and and how you got to this point right now, which you're running for school board. Yeah, so I am Delancey Wolpton. I'll just talk about a little about who I am as of right now. I am a Duquesne University student. I major in political science with a minor in English. I am also the vice president of the freshman council class. I am employed by Duquesne University in the Office of Alumni Engagement. Um, Other than that, I do have a cosmetic line, Delache Glam, partnered with my sister. I grew up on a Hill District where I attended school. I um, then ended up going to do different high schools. I attended Willing Hills first, and then I attended Montour High School where I graduated from. Uh, Right now, I reside in Perry Hilltop. I was the BSU leader at my high school for two years, a part of Stand Together, which is a mental health awareness group. I was a part of the concert choir. I was a part of Law Team, which is a mock trial competition that you do and compete with different schools. That's hard. I was a praise and worship leader at my church, and now I am the youth leader at Amplify City Church, one of the youth leaders. So I'm very involved with God and the community, and that's who I am right now. Yes. Yes. Lord, Run that down. Another, listen, we just got another connection because I am a Woodland Hills alumni. I know you're not an alumni from Woodland Hills, but you had a little bit of time there. So look at yeah, that. Yeah, you. Yeah, okay. it was a good time. That's what's okay. up. Yes. Yeah, that's quite a um, resume. That's quite a resume. <laughs> you know? That's what's it up. It is. It yeah. is, especially for, you know, at such a young age, that's how you that's how you keep it moving. I'm, yeah, I'm super it. excited Thank to you. hear that and to see the um, just the I don't know what word I'm looking for, but just that that determination. That's what I that's what I hear when I hear you talk about who who Delancey is. So running for school board, mm-hmm. um, what kicked off that that desire to run for school board? that desire yeah so it started my desire for like education always been a part of my life so from young 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 to now I always love education love learning love going love giving people the platform to learn 
and then I got into this area of politics and then it was like oh I love education love politics cool but anyway um it kind of kicked off in February when it was brought to my attention and I was like you know this could be something good for me this could be something good for my constituents for the people for the students and I talked to my mom about this and you know I'm 18 so there was like you're 18 like you're going to college can you do it if your heart's in it you know do it. So that's what she kept telling me. She said, like, "Your heart's in it, Lancy. Do it." And I was like, "Okay." So I settled on it, and I was like, "My heart's in this." And that's when I decided to give it my all. So I really decided to run just to be like that student voice, that student representation, to bring like a different perspective to the table, and to also be that experience that they're looking for. So instead of you know trying to think of the issues we're facing or trying to understand and be able to tell them directly what is going on in our schools, how we can manage it, what policies will work, what procedures will probably not work. So I believe me as our representation as I go into the school board will be a great benefit and a great help so that we can all collaborate and have these different elements of people with different mindsets, with different, um, you know, aspects, perspectives that will come together and really support our school district as a whole. Yeah. Matt, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's super important. So I, listening to you say that, I, I did a panel previously regarding school board and there was a question asked about um, what are the different types of people that you think are needed to comprise um, an effective school board and I have to be honest, I didn't initially think about making the that explicit point of a young person. Mm -hmm. um, but without me saying that, that's ultimately where a lot of the feedback needs to come from. And why not have someone who is yeah. so close to that experience um, also be someone who uh, can can be such an effective role on a governing body, especially a governing body of nine folks. You always yeah. get, you know, maybe your retired teachers or your former um, administrators mm -hmm. and maybe some community stakeholders, you know, maybe a business owner, maybe just a parent, not just a parent, maybe a parent. And, you know, in addition to having a parent, I think that the, the, the voice of actual students is also really important. And there is no student representation on the board. Absolutely, yeah. So that's just a really good point that you bring up um, on what your, the, the perspective in the space that you come from. So, uh, yeah. So we, yeah. you were talking about people. So, um, you know, as we look on your, on your Facebook page, um, you definitely been out here. You definitely been in your district connecting with the people. So mm -hmm. what, what are, what are the people in your district what are their concerns? What have they been sharing with you? What are some things that they want you to, to change or want you to, to bring about, you know, when you're elected? Yeah, so I think when you really talk to the people right now, everybody's on the same board, same page. And it's just um, making sure that we are getting our children back into school smoothly. So it's just focusing on, you know, we went through this whole pandemic. I went through the whole pandemic, you know, from high school to college. So for me, it was like, yeah, this is our main focus. So for them, their main focus is how can I get my students to 
go back to the instructional time smoothly, steady, you know, in the same academic level that they're supposed to be on, making sure that their grades aren't dropping or having any trouble, making sure their teachers and parents were all collaborating on anybody's needs. So when I'm talking to the parents, they're like, that's it. Like right now, that's our focus. And I believe that's a lot of our focus. That's one of mine. So no doubt. yeah. No doubt. Now, um, before we get into it a little bit more, we talked about District 9 and we talked about the West End, but um, can you tell our listeners what what is District 9? What areas does that include and also the schools in that in that district? Yeah. So the areas are Sheridan, Wingat, Bryan Heights, Perry Hilltop, Oakwood, Ridgemont, Crescent, Marshall and Shaylin, Elliott, East Carnegie, West End, Summer Hill, Fairywood, um, Westwood, okay. Ports of Northside. It's so much shorter city. But the schools are Perry High School, Morrow, Pittsburgh Westwood, Pittsburgh Langley, Pittsburgh Gifted Center, Pittsburgh Classical, and then Pittsburgh Short Tears Early Childhood Center. Okay. So you got the West and parts of the North, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. That is such, every time I think about the districts within PPS, I'm like, man, I forgot, like, I forget about the parts of the neighborhood within the city of Pittsburgh. Um, so I wanted to uh, piggy off of Martel's question in regards to when you're going out in the community and you're knocking on doors and you're speaking with families. But what I also want to hear about is that youth perspective. I want to hear about what do you think students need? What, because you are coming from the side of like, the students are also a part of my constituency. They may not be able to vote for me, but their voices mm -hmm. and what they need matter. So can you just talk a little bit about what you see and you you know um, is important that our school districts need to be focusing on? Yeah. One, acceptance. That's really big in our generation right now. And it's just accepting who each student is individually. So it's accepting their background. It's accepting their childhood. It's accepting their area where they live is accepting who they identify themselves as, their skin color, their sexuality, their religion, everything is acceptance. Acceptance plays a big role and it's about culture and bringing that into our schools to feel welcome. A student has to feel welcome inside their schools to really you know, perform and progress in the schools. And I don't think a lot of people know that or understand that because if you feel uncomfortable in such an area, then you're distant to yourself. You're not really caring about the work. And I'm saying it because I went through this a little bit myself. So just, you know, making sure that you have this cultural atmosphere that everybody is welcome, everybody is equal. And the next thing is a safe place. So when we're thinking about the areas that we are in in District 9, we have to think about, you know, who gets along, um, who doesn't get along. We have to think about all this and we have to think about the safety of our teachers, of our students, because when we go into schools, we want to learn, but sometimes we can't really learn when we are afraid or we have to you know, worry about internet stuff because internet plays a lot. So internet, then it comes to school and it's like, oh, I really got to deal with this, but you know, it happened on the internet, so we're here. So just safety and acceptance is like really big for us as students because it's real. It's real because outside of school, a lot happens. And then in school, here we are and now it's here. So how can we digress and take, you know, take this and work on it, work on our acceptance, but take our safety, which is a 
very, 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 very big issue right now because a lot of violence is happening in District 9. And a lot of people who like attended Perry High School, like minors, like right now, are gone. Like we're losing our babies. So it's like, you know, this is the issue. This is something we have to focus on. And I understand there's like, and I don't really want to get into this, but I understand like there's this whole policing issue in our schools, but it's scary at the same time to Mm -hmm. and let policing go so that's what I think as a student like a heartfelt student that's my belief right now yeah thank you for thank you for sharing Mm. that Mm. the this is why they need that voice because these are the parts and the conversations that are not had and you you made a really good point about how students are showing up in school when they do not feel safe Mm -hmm. and as an adult um, my experiences of going into schools and my and, and feeling like not my safety in regards to the students, but the safety of everyone and and how it, it's different depending on what school you walk into. And it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, um, I uh, I'm just sitting over here like, oh, oh, because that's real, because that when we talk about the way our students are performing, and when we talk about how that shows up in the data of test scores mm-hmm. and all of this, like that is a part of what's affecting that. The internet. We got to talk about the internet because I've been in school a lot of times where there's some stuff that's going on on Snapchat and then it mm-hmm. comes back into school and I'm like, oh no, yeah. oh no. Yeah. That's real. And for young people right now, that's your world. You know, I remember when I was in high school and it would be something stupid but it wasn't on the internet so Mm -hmm. I can only imagine the 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 way that can um not that it can the way that it does uh make the issue just a little bit of a um a bigger problem and that has to be talked about um (laughs) that is I don't know and and Martel knows how I can be but it's you know, we've got a lot of issues when we talk about the the system as a whole within our schools, the curriculum, uh, the the funding, um, the opportunities that students have, and also as a Wilkinsburg resident, you know, we have a partnership with Pittsburgh Public Schools and mm-hmm. our students' homeschool is Westinghouse, which isn't in your district, but at the end of the day, it's still a full board yeah. that has to make decisions for this, these these children. And um, so to that point with all of those different things that create the, the functioning and the, the roles that school boards are responsible for, how do you see yourself tackling things like, um, you know, handling things within the school infrastructure or whenever you are um, going through like the finance meetings, like, and I'm asking you this question from a perspective, everyone's like, oh, this is this young girl, what does she know? Can you tell the people that listen to this, how those type of uh, roles that you're responsible for as a school board member that you're prepared to take on and um, handle responsibly? Yeah, absolutely. So when you do get on a school board, you're hand, well, you're handed a uh, 
certain role. So when you look at um, each board of director, they all have their certain committee they go on. So there's mm-hmm. the finance committee, the safety committee, all these different mm-hmm. committees that is your focus. So when you write the policies and procedures, it's really coming from you in that focus. But when it goes for me going into this, making decisions, first, being a board of director is new to everyone. So I spoke with a lot of board of directors and they're like, two years in, I was still learning what's going on, you know, how to manage this. And it's something that you really have to take the time out to really learn and grow in. And then as for me, when I learn and go in this, I'll be able to be available for students. So one thing I want to do is be around, like, I love to be around. So if I'm around and I see with my eyes what's going on and I'm reading, I'm researching, I'm making sure I'm digging deeper into everything, I think that will be able for me to really manage what's going on. And then my classes and courses, which a lot of people don't think about, as I attend college, I always align my courses with what's going on in my life. So this semester, I was like, I'm running. So I took an elections and campaigns and voting behaviors class which kind of pushed my campaign a little bit because I knew how to manage it, work around what's going on in campaigns, what not to do, what to do. So I'm not saying like I got it like a secret handbag, but like having these courses and guiding me and then able to even just bring it to the board and like, yeah, apply it. And like, hey, this is what's going on right now. This is what we're learning. This could work, you know, this could work. And I could be able to feed off to the other board of directors and feed new knowledge, new information on how to restructure different situations. So as for me, I feel like I'll just be at help in that aspect. So I could bring that type of knowledge, that type of wisdom, because sometimes wisdom comes with experience, but sometimes it doesn't come with age. So it just comes with just knowing and learning and growing and really studying and looking over, th- over things that you really have to look over. So as for me, I know a lot of people are like, she's young, but she's ready. Yeah, that's what I say. You are. No doubt. No doubt. No yes. Doubt. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm biased, but the school board interviews are my favorite interviews. <laughs> and um this is how we get the work done um so as we talk about the roles and being on the board and you know that's going to be a thing and I'm we're we're in the the space we speak things into existence whenever you win um we'll we can do it for you you don't have to say it we'll say it for you if you're gonna you know humbly just keep campaigning um You'll also take that role, like I said, as the youngest person on the board. And so in contrast to being the youngest person on the board, you'll also experience folks who have been around for longer than you've been alive. And so um, how do you see yourself standing on your ground, your principles, what you believe in, and not allowing people who uh, can have an agenda to um, cloud your thoughts? How do you tackle those type of situations? Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. So this, that's a good question. Cause you see it a lot, mm-hmm. you do. And it, everybody, you know, goes, tries to go in with an agenda, but that's one thing when I started to run, I didn't want to do. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't want to go in this with agenda. Like, I want to do this, 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 and this, and this. Like, I haven't even heard from the people yet. What do you want, you know? So mm-hmm. there's a lot of people right now that may even have an agenda or may not. But when it comes to people trying to cloud my judgment, one, 
I always do my own research on things, you know. So you could tell me something and I'll listen, but I'll definitely read over it. I'll definitely try to learn about it, understand it, see if it works, the possibility, the percentage. And then after that, I just have to stand on what I believe in. And I've always been very, very good at standing on what I believe in. I think that's something my mom instilled into me that no matter what's going on, believe in what you believe, stand on who you are, do not reflect, don't stand down because who you are can change lives, who you are, the decisions you make can change lives, the decisions you make can save a soul. So it's just like, I have to stand on who I am, I have to stand on what I believe because what I believe, and after I really dig deep and study and understand this and seeing it, then this is what it's supposed to be. And I understand that people might not want to agree with me, but how we go into it is just presenting it, you know, presenting it well. You have to really present something, not only with knowledge, but with your heart. And all I could do is really stand up and try to get the other four votes that I need to, <laughs> to pull in and pull in and really see the reality of things. So it would just be a lot of persuasive techniques, you know, but it would be a lot of heart and it would be something that I would continue to put on the table. I have to continue to stand on every meeting. I would probably be like, hey. we're talking about it we cannot table this because a lot of times we watch meetings we always table important issues and it's important for me to know we got time we don't got nothing better to do this is our job (laughs) we cannot we have to talk about it we have to talk about it because if we're not able to talk about it then we're not able to work together so if we can communicate and be on one accord and really listen and understand because sometimes it's not about just listening, you know, to hear, but it's about listening to understand. So if you listen to understand somebody, maybe that could change your belief and your judgment on something. So I always try to listen to understand and then allow people to understand that, that we have to work together and cooperate with one another and not just stand on, you know, our pride and our judgments, but let all that go and really be open when we're at our meetings and discussions to come together as one and make the right decision for our district so that we can grow and grow. Because PBS is a good district. If you really dig deep into it and see all the programs and the resources and talk to the counselors, mm-hmm. what they do, mm-hmm. because my mom's a counselor. So I'm, I have this, you know, input, this invoice coming towards me and I'm learning about it. And people love PPS. Like, I got good testimonies. Like, yeah, they did amazing with, you know, my IEPs. They did amazing with all the plans. So I'm like, great, you know? But then there's people like, no, we got so much to work on. I'm like, let's come together. connect the dots. Yeah, Yeah, the dots need to be connected because if one child can have a good experience, that means that every other child can have a good experience. Absolutely. How do you make sure that happens? I, Delancey, listen you know I think timing is everything and um we're in it we're in quite a time right now in our country in Mm -hmm. our in our region and after what we've been through in this past year I truly believe that we had any better time to change the time to do it is right now um so um with what changes would you like to see um, within the first term? You know, four years, four years will go by so quick. 
Um, so what kind of changes do you think you'd like to, to see happen? Yeah, so the first thing that came to my mind is community schools. And I say this because I'm really big on community outreach. So Langley High, well, I keep saying Langley High School. Langley K through X has a pantry, it has a laundromat, and it has dental services. That is great because that is what the community needs. So if we're able to provide Langley in their community with this resource, then we're able to do it in all the other schools and then their communities also. So the first year, what I want to see is us expanding. It's not really changing anything, but it's expanding on it, expanding our community schools, because then we could put it in Perry High School. Perry High School has a good district that needs resources that they need and put it in our you know, our middle schools like Morrow, because that's still a different area from Perry. So we still got to, you know, make sure Brian Heights okay, even though Perry Hilltop might be okay. And then we got the whole West End, but Westwood a little different than, you know, short Terrace. So we just got to make sure we're really looking at our districts and our community schools and be able to provide necessary resources and opportunities for them, because that's so important, because not only is our schools important in the environment we create inside them, but the environment that we create outside of our schools is important also, because when we wake up, we want to see, you know, resources, stores, opportunities, nice laundromats. We want to see, you know, that we have dental services. We want to see the grass cut green like that stuff you wake up and see is exciting you know just a great environment that you built and knowing that there's somewhere somebody or something out there that can help you on your day-to-day mm-hmm. life so mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's wonderful um and and I totally agree I feel like that expansion needs to happen um because there are a lot of other areas and other sides of the town that could definitely mm-hmm. imp- you know what I mean, could benefit from that, from benefit from those those same services. Um, and I feel like that's also a way that you connect the community with the schools. Um, I feel like there's there's been a lot of like segmenting, you know what I mean, and breaking up schools from communities, you know what I mean? Like it didn't used to really be like that, but it's definitely happened a lot more recently where it's like the school is in the community, but it's not really of the community. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean? so like that's yeah. definitely something that we have to make sure that we get back to where these schools just aren't in these places. They're definitely impacting a benefit in these places. You know, what I mean, and mm-hmm. you definitely have a unique and, and it's, it's dope for you to be able to see that even within your district, there are different needs. You know what I'm saying? Like there are a lot of incumbents or a lot of people that are already in office that don't, they see their entire district is like the same, you know what I mean? Like the same terrain all over. And they feel like one, one thing will fix everything. You know what I'm saying? So like for you to already kind of know that one thing might not impact the same neighborhood as it will up the hill. You know what I mean? Like that, that really speaks a lot of volumes to your understanding of, your constituency, you know what I'm saying? And your understanding of the lay of your district. So I, I definitely salute you for that. And I, and I also wanted to bring to, to mention too, um, just as I, you know what I mean, perused through your Facebook page, I saw you kind of bring attention to a lot of things that I haven't seen incumbents talk about and some other candidates talk about, you know what I mean? And when I say that, 
I see a post about breaking the, the stigma with mental health, you know, and, and you bring in attention to, to, you know what I mean, or supporting what's happening at Perry High School. Um, you know what I mean? I also see you put, putting a post up about uh, religious inclusion, which is really important now as, as we've dealt with xenophobia. So I haven't seen that a lot. You know what I mean? So I, I really want to, you know what I mean, take my hat out to you acknowledging that. The same thing with um, ethnicity awareness and inclusion, you know what I mean? So like, I can see that the thoughtfulness, you know what I mean? And everything that you're bringing attention to. And also it's not, I can tell it's not about just you. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times some people run and it's about them and the them, but I can definitely see like, now this is about everybody that graduated with me. It's about mm-hmm. to graduate. You know what I'm saying? My neighbors this way, the people that live around the corner from my, my aunt or whoever, like I can really see that. And it's really refreshing. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like a lot of times people have kind of like turned themselves off from school board. And I mean, even in discussions that we've had collectively and respectively, like asking people about the scoreboard race and people were just like, no, I haven't really been following it. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of that has to do with people just being like, it's going to be the same old, same old. And we're not really interested. So that's why like, I was like, yo, this interview with you is like one of the most important ones because it really gives a glimpse into the future. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it really gives a glimpse into what the, the young people that we always talk about were investing in, like what they want to make happen and what they're starting to do. So I'm I'm definitely excited for for what you what you got going on. Um, and also you got a lot of endorsements, too. Um, yeah. <laughs> you got a lot of endorsements, too. You know what I mean? So um, for people that, that might question about the age and the experience, man, you got some people that are that are reputable and have experience that are endorsing you, sis. So that speaks a lot about you and your platform yeah. and what you and what you want to make happen. You know what I mean? Like that, that means a lot. Um, but we're in this stretch of the election and I want to give you a chance to let the listeners know, like um, what you have coming up or if there's any support you need, you know, like how could our listeners, how could your supporters, how can they support you as we go into this home stretch of the election? Yeah. Um, so what I have coming up, so this weekend, I'm heading to the West End, and this is just an opportunity if people want to come out and meet me, but uh, I'm heading to the West End, it's going to be like a cookout, you know, everything will be free, food, we will have games, kids might have bungee jumping plays, um, and just get to connect with the community and my constituents in that moment. We're supposed to be connecting and collaborating with BYE, Black Young and Educated. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we just did a podcast with them like a week ago and we have to edit up and we're going to post it, but we have been working with them because, you know, they're Black, young and educated, young leaders in Pittsburgh, and it will look really well for our children to see great representation that is not far, but, you know, not too close. So for that, you know, people could come out and see us. We're going to have a stage um, and just connect. And then I'll be door knocking. So if you're listening to this and you live in my district, I'll probably be at your door one of these days. And just you can ask questions. I love talking. Uh, a couple of times I literally just sit on the porch and be having full conversations with my constituents because I just want to get to know and just have a nice conversation. Yes. So um, and then whew, there is a lot coming up. Oh, best thing you could do if you're my district vote, you know, me doing what we're school for. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
I know tomorrow, hopefully, I'm supposed to be able to make it is the forum. There's a forum tomorrow with different organizations coming together. I know all the candidates are going to be on there. I have a final tomorrow, tomorrow, but hopefully I should attend it. If I can, I will, but I should be on there. So listen to that so you can hear more about me. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's all that I have upcoming as of right now is community events and door knocking, just be outside and connect. So a lot of times, like right now, I just like to go outside and speak with the people. I have a team of, I have a volunteer coordinator. She's also a Duquesne um, University student. And then uh, I have a chairperson who is Cecil Price. So they both work well with my media and then getting me out to the people. So, yeah. Go ahead, team. Go ahead, team. Team Delancey. I'm just like, you are, Delancey, you are a powerhouse. No matter what happens in this race, you do not stop, okay? You are welcome. I mean that. I mean, this is just, this gets me going. Like, this is what, seeing you do what you do continues to push us, Martell and I, to keep doing what we're doing because um, we all have a part to play. Yeah. And in this, in this world and in this life because um things gotta change we got work to do and we need to make sure we get the best people um to do their part um i had another question but every time delancey talks i swear i'm i'm I'm, i told her before we started this episode y'all like i'm a fan so i'm fangirling over her today um but yeah uh what was i about to ask you um Shoot, I'm so upset that I just flipped my mind, but I'm super excited to see that you're tapping into like BYE, like that's the movement and youth are changing things. Like all this stuff that happens, even if we look at our history and our ancestors, like they were young, they were your yeah. age. They wasn't our age, they was your age. So um, you are right on time. And even when people wanna, you know, feel like you got more to more to grow. You can grow and learn in this position. So we telling y'all that too, who are listening to this episode, <laughs> because it needs to be said. You don't even have to say it for yourself. We can also um, lift that up and say that for you, because I, I don't even care. I, I'm looking forward to seeing you win this race personally. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Because you're doing the work. You're putting you are putting the effort into it and you're also keeping the students at the forefront. And um, you'll, I often say adults suck because I think adults put adult problems into things and we don't allow us to really get to the root of what the youth need. And so knowing that your voice can be in that space to remind people because that's what I've sat in plenty meetings and I have said a lot of things that um, go on deaf ears because people are like, oh, whatever. But like when you say it, like you're actually coming from like, I was just, I was just, I just graduated. <laughs> so um, I have way more understanding than you do. And it's just as simple as that. Like experience beats a textbook any day, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. And also you have those events that are coming up. How can people find you? Where can they follow okay. you? Where can they look at more information for you at? Yeah, so by Friday, uh, I do have a website page that is already up. So it's Delancey for School Board, as simple as that.org. Um, 
and you could go on there by Friday and then I'll have my events coming up so that people could really come out as time runs down. And then my Facebook page is Delancey for PBS, or you could just type in Delancey for School Board District 9. I have an Instagram, which I'm really active on, uh, Delancey Woolen. Twitter, Delancey Woolen, everything. So everything's in my name. So just go in there. I'm always posting. I post the same thing on each of my social media. So anywhere you want to go or you feel more comfortable with going and following me, uh, go there. And I'll have all my information on there. So cool. Uh, you know, you're you're super inspirational. Um, and I feel like that's the word that's come to mind. This whole interview is like inspiration. So I'm curious, like, who or what are your inspirations? You know, what I mean, like even beyond the race, because I know you have there's always inspirations that lead you to run. And that might be different. But in addition to that, yeah, your inspiration, like who or what are your inspirations? Yeah, you reminded me of my question, but I got it. Go ahead. <laughs> My inspiration. So I have like, I'm going to say two because they're totally different mm-hmm. spectrums. One, my mom. Okay. People were like, you know, people always want to do like idols, the big celebrities. No, it's my mom. It is my mom. Okay. I watched my mom be a single mother of me and my sister as we grew up. And I never understood like, struggle or anything even though she came back and told us you know you know the situation she had to overcome when she was having us and growing us up but I watched her be a leader I watched her welcome people with open arms I watched her ministry I watched her in schools and I watched how she interacted with kids and her focus was always students and that kind of motivated me to go into education and people and saving lives and change lives and if I can say anything to change a life I will if I could do anything to save a soul I will and that's just who my mom was and she's still that person that I really look after and really try to take from because there's so many times like I watched her and I'm just like wow like you're amazing and I go up to her and be like mom you're so amazing but it's just so much for me and sometimes it gets emotional because she's like this image that really really loves on people like loves so strong and even in our schools a lot of people don't understand if you just love on a child you just give that child a hug and tell that child you love them tell that child you care that that could change their whole life and their whole aspect on how they see life and just push them through. And that's my mom. Like it wasn't about, Hey, get your grades together to the students. It was, I love you. You can do anything. I'm here for you. I got you. And it, that was just amazing. I could go on and on about my mom. So the other one was Malala and She's one because she fought for education in her country for girls to be educated. And she was around like 11 and 12. And her story is really powerful. And I read her book and all the documentaries and websites, articles, but it's so powerful to me. And it really affected me when they didn't like that. So they tried to kill her 14-year-old self because she wanted to be educated. And for us, we are provided education over here you know we don't have to fight for education so it was it was a story that kind of motivated me to 
even though I loved ed- education, to really get into it more and then try to, you know, expand it. Because my goal is not only, you know, education for Pittsburgh, my goal is education for the United States, education for the different countries who are still fighting with this issue that girls can't be educated is just simply just is not it so that's somebody like I still follow on Instagram I still watch I still read about because she didn't stop and to this day she's still fighting for education she's educated herself she's still trying her best to make that change and make that impact in the whole world so that's somebody I look up to because she was younger than what I am now and she's still her ground she was like "Uh uh-uh we're gonna march we're gonna do anything we have to do whether they like it or not she had wonderful parents when you read her book she had an amazing father who was supporting her so I feel like a lot of times our our inspirations are our parents or the people that are closest to us the people that hold us and mold us and push us through when we have hard times and Mm -hmm. you know lift us up when we have good times so yeah oh can you say her name again uh, Malala. Malala. Okay. I wanted to make sure when people are listening, they catch that name because that you just taught me something. So I got to go look her up. Yeah. Um, her, her story is amazing. Yeah. Super, super, super dope. My question was going to be in regards to like a role model and mentors. So I feel mentor. like. I do have a mentor. mentor. Yeah. Who's your and mentor? I, okay. So I don't want to, you're probably going to listen to this like, girl. I'm not. Okay. So there was a teacher at Monta High School, um, Mr. Flaherty. And yeah, and he actually worked at Perry before, you know, so he understands my district. We still communicate now. Um, And he's on my campaign team. So, you know, he's still amazing influence, but he was the teacher that pushed me to be who I needed to become at that moment, you know? And he was a teacher who challenged me. He was a teacher who wouldn't let up off me, but he still loved me. So it was like, I love you, girl, but you gotta do this. I love you, girl, but you can do this. And I'm going to see you do this. And you want to see you do it yourself so that you can see that you can see and you could do anything you want to do in life. And I used to go to school and just sit in his room because I was comfortable. And even though he was the one who challenged me the most, he was the one who I appreciated the most. And a lot of times I think people see our favorite teachers or our favorite like mentors as the ones who, you know, let us be lenient and, you know, have fun. But it's really the ones who impact our lives and motivate us to challenge us to be who we need to become. And that was Mr. Flaherty. And I probably will always be my favorite teacher will always be that image that mentor that person that I you know go back to when I need somebody to correct me because he can correct me he'll correct me okay and I need that and I need somebody who's not gonna let up or come up off me in the times that I need you know fixing times I need to correct my own mistakes so yeah that's that he's amazing I yeah I, I don't have any words with him he's just simply amazing no, that thank you for sharing that. I mean, y'all, this is Delancey. Like, this is Delancey. And I I don't I have just met you today. I am so proud to have met you and spoken to you today and to know mm-hmm. that um this is this is the future. This is encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um Martel, I know you got your uh our uh, flash round. I don't know if you had any other mm-hmm. questions. 
No, I don't have a question. I just I just have to kind of echo what Ash said about um, just really just like I don't even have a word for it, but I'm just I'm just so excited and I'm just so proud. You know what I'm saying? Like to be able to connect with you on this podcast. And I'm excited for all of the things you're going to do in the future. You know what I'm saying? Beyond the school board race. And we just going to just claim it a victory now. So yeah. even beyond okay. that. You know what I mean? We're excited to see. I'm excited to see the things that you're going to do in the future. You know what I'm saying? Like, and what's going to be next for you? Like, I'm I'm truly excited for that. And you got support with this Black political millennial family moving yeah. forward. You know what I'm saying? And it's just it's an interview one and done. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to don't forget a, about us now. Oh, no, we're family. We're, okay. You know what I mean? So that's that's that was I just want to put that out there, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to to know who you are now and be able to, to to shout your name to people when they ask about the future and leadership. You know what I'm saying? Like Delancey Walton. You know what I mean? So, okay. um, you know, um, Real quick, we before we before we close out, we usually ask our guests some questions about themselves, just personal questions, so people can know about more than just a candidate, more about the platform, but about the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, a couple of questions. We'll 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 start light, and then we're going to kind of move move faster a little bit. So, uh, so who are you listening to right now? What are you listening to? What's your what's your favorite artist and genre and all of that? So, I'm very I'm. I'm everywhere, okay? okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so I have my R&B. So I'll probably listen to, like, uh, Summer Walker, um, Janae Aiko, uh, Gibeon. Um, there's a lot of people in my R&B, but them are, like, my top three right now. And then I have, like, my little more, like, hip-hop rap. I love Jay-Z. DJ J- DJ Khaled just dropped that amazing album. So that's like yeah. what I be. Okay, it's in my ear all day. <laughs> but no, like McMill, when I'm like about to go through like an interview or something, I'm definitely playing him because he's motivating me with yeah. just everything. And then I have my gospel because, you know, sometimes I just need to take a break, listen to God a little bit. Um, Maverick City, I love them. Mm-hmm. I love listening to the church I go to, Amplify Church. I just love listening to like their music. They sing really well, but definitely Maverick City right now for my gospel, like all day, every day. I love them so much. Yeah, that's it. Dope. All right. Yeah, that's a nice lineup right there. That is. Uh, so now we're going to do some favorites. Um, favorite holiday? Christmas. Okay. <laughs> yes. uh, favorite season? Winter. Okay. Winter. Okay. Yeah, so weird. Like it's summer, maybe, but winter. Hey, that's cool. Some people like, you know what I'm saying? The snow and and Mm -hmm. sledding and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I can appreciate that. What's your favorite Kenny World ride? Oh, see, y'all, I did not like roller coasters for a long time. Um, I would say the Thunderbolt. Okay. Yeah, it would have to be that because roller coasters. Hey, that, and for people that are listening that aren't from Pittsburgh, Kennywood is an amusement park, like outside of Pittsburgh. Because I know people are like, "What's Kennywood?" Like, what <laughs> right. so yeah, that's our that's our Six Flags, Bush Garden, Cedar Point, whatever you want to call it. It's something like that, smaller than those, but you know, it's it's still cool. Um, favorite Avenger. 
Captain America. I love Captain America. No doubt. No doubt. And um, last one, favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni and sausage. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. Well, thank you very much, Miss Walton, yeah. for joining us for yeah. political millennials. And uh, once again, let people know where they can find you at uh, on social media. Okay, yeah. So you can find me on my website at delancyforschoolboard.org. You can find me at my Facebook page at Delancy for School Board District 9 or Delancy for PPS. And then my Instagram and my Twitter page is the same, Delancy Walton. No doubt. All right. Well, this was a great episode. I'm super glad we got to do this with you. Um, good luck for the rest of this campaign. You are about to bring it home. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate everybody been checking us out and tuning in to these episodes. We've been getting a little bit of listens on these school board races, so people care. And I think this one's going to be a hot one. So mm-hmm. I can't <laughs> wait for people to hear from you, Delancey. Um, and yeah, thank y'all. No thank doubt. you for having me. Yeah. Hey, thank you for joining us. And uh, once again, you can check us out uh, on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Play Music. And we're uh, at home on uh, anchor.fm. But Any Worders podcast, you can find us there. Uh, Instagram, Black Political Millennials. Facebook, Black Political Millennials. And you can always email us at bpmpodcast412 at gmail.com. And uh, thank you for listening. Also want to plug real quick. Uh, Black Political Millennials is going to be doing a, a crossover episode with just a couple of kids podcast pre-election. So that's definitely going to be lit. Uh, so, you know, check us out for that because that's going to be a good episode. Looking forward, you know, what I mean, and joining forces with everybody and, and talking about this whole race. Um, but, yeah, we out of here once again. Delancey Walton, uh, Pittsburgh Public School District 9. Yeah. And we out of here. We out of here. Peace, y'all. <laughs>